Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 219 of the Pixels Link podcast brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host, hostest with the mostest. I'm your host. Is that trademark? <laughs> I, don't I sure know. hope not. <laughs> Cody Arm. And I am joined here with the uh, friend of the podcast, Jesse Lyle. Pleasure to be on here. And it's just, just the two of us tonight. That's, that's, that's all you're getting, folks. Just the two of us. Building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. You and I. I'm See, excited. no, we can't continue on for after that because I'm worried about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get trademarked. Yeah. Yeah. Get I mean, we're, we're already going to get hit with the hostess with the mostest part, so. Space Ghost. You want, you wanted to, I saw your poster. You wanted Space, Book, Space Ghost to come back. I do. He's going to come back and hurt you because of that. <laughs> He's going to put you on the show. Uh, for those who don't know, Space Ghost Coast to Coast is a barely animated TV show starring a superhero from the 1960s that lasted like maybe one season. Um, Somewhere around he, uh, he interviewed celebrities and it was great. It was the best show on TV in my opinion. Yeah. And his, uh, his musical man, Brax? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Brax was in it. Um, so it was... Um, Did Brax get a spinoff because of that show? Yeah, he got the yeah. Brax show. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's, there was a bunch of them. Like I can't remember. I was like 14, man. <laughs> Anyway, how are you doing, Jesse? It's been a while. Indeed, it has been. It's been a while since I have been on this podcast. I do yeah. come. I do come to this office quite often, but I don't usually show up on podcast days. Yeah. But as we're only a two-man team, Cody needed a wingman today because everyone else is pretty much out of the office. Brendan is away. Melanie's away. Phil's still dealing with doing Tiff. Tiff. We'll talk about that a little later on. But uh, Shaq is uh, at Xavier's school mm-hmm. for gifted youngsters that's actually not a joke he's he's at a, an x-men event that's he, done up Shaq like, is a mutant we have long yep. to tell every all our listeners that Shaq is actually a mutant i always knew i think deep down inside and um, i'm really happy that he's 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 finding people that can help him mm-hmm. you know hone in his Shaq powers with your brother all the way <laughs> we'll always stand by you mutant or not yeah um anyway uh, while Shaq's out, we will give you all of the gaming news. That's what that's gonna be our first segment, like normal. Nothing's different. There's just two of us. Of course not. We gotta stick. We gotta stick to the plan, man. Stick yeah. to the plan. Yeah, it's gonna be. We can't. We can't stray too far. Mm-hmm. Well, first, it's been been a bit of a slow news week in my opinion, but like, eh, we do have some stuff to talk about. Start off with a new Resident Evil Seven demo. Uh, launching today yes for you resident uh, evil 7 fans out there it actually is... in the oh. um podcast uh space time continuum uh the the thing launches or launched yesterday that is true it did we do not pre-record this podcast we can we just i don't know we do it's pre-recorded <laughs> it, <laughs> entitled the twilight version update it will explore more of the rundown plantation the character finds himself in the first uh first demo beginning hour um, and expands upon many of the unsolved questions that were um, that were plaguing players from that demo. Um, I did not play it myself because I am a big scaredy cat and do not enjoy <laughs> horror games. Uh, I did watch some of it, and it looked pretty intense. I played it a few times. Um, it was interesting in the sense that uh, it's never the same exact experience. Mm-hmm. There's some like there's there's like a ghost that shows up in different places for different reasons. Um, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's always this lingering feeling that it's not PT. And we've it's, it's almost like we've seen all this before. 
Do you feel like it's acting too much like PT in that regard? A little bit. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was heavily inspired by PT. Uh, just because Resident Evil uh, historically hasn't really been a first-person franchise, right? No, it's true. The first sudden, game was third. Well, third person in the way it was. Like, yeah, exactly. It was presented as a third-person mm-hmm. action-y uh, survival horror, and um, this is de- there's a different. It's a different feel. It's it feels a lot like PT, first-person, uh, very helpless. You don't have any attacks. It's more about solving puzzles ish you know mm-hmm. um it's more meant to mess with your brain than it is for you to play and i don't know if that's going to be a running theme throughout the entire uh, the entire game or if it's just the demo that's going to be like that but um you know demos are so few and far between anyway that i'm happy we're getting something for it oh of course yeah. um i just question how true it's going to be to the resident evil formula but you know what <laughs> like like actual horror games are becoming more and more popular or at least uh, developers are are a little less scared to do it because people are actually buying them. It's not mm. considered this niche genre anymore. So I'm really happy that uh, a series that's really strayed from its horror roots is going back to it. Yeah. So. Well, that that was that was only bolstered further with the emergence of let's plays on YouTube and things yeah. like that. I must say, with all you know, the reaction cams like watch me play amnesia and things like that. You know, watch me scare myself and you yeah. know, watch me overreact to everything like that. People bought into that huge. So that's I guess I guess that in a way that hugely propelled the horror genre to new heights and just everyone wanting to push out new brand new games and it's a shame i don't think we'll ever get to see pt um, maybe we will i'm sure uh del toro and kojima were i hope something so. it's not it's not going to be pt uh but it'll be something mm-hmm. and i just had this lingering feeling that pt was going to be a letdown like if it became a game I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because there wasn't actually a game there. It was just kind of like... Yeah, just, you know, you're playing through this this house, wandering through over and over. And yeah. I was too scared to play it, of course. I just sat there and yeah. watched it with my eyes closed and my fingers in my ears, refused Because I knew what was going to happen at one point. I know <laughs> what happens when you turn around at that one point. I was like, yeah. I'm not dealing with this. I can't deal with this. Um, do you mind if I share a little personal story with us? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this this is for all the listeners. This is something personal yeah, about Cody here. Well, I mean, it's about you. Oh, oh, that's right. Personal. It is about me. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to put my fingers in my ears and shut my eyes. So for those who don't know, uh, Jesse and I are... Um, I'm going to turn you down a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jesse and I are, are, are friends outside of uh, of the podcast. We're not just we podcast are? buddies. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Jesse and I are acquaintance, acquaintances. Acquaint, acquaint, I'm just kidding. Acquaintances. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're something outside the podcast. And uh, kidding, we, um, worry, we had a, uh, a, a, a night filled with... Um, alcoholic beverages and friends, and someone decided what? to. No, we're break good. Out. We're good kids. Don't you? <laughs> I'm say a that. good noodle. <laughs> we're good. Um, and this is uh, a family podcast. We are good. We uh, someone decided to uh, break out PT and give the controller to Jesse. I've never seen someone just so legitimately. I immediately handed that off. Yeah, it was not like dealing you, with that. You, anyway. That was like a very like primal state you got into just like to be fair fight or flight to be fair i played until dawn and i was having a good time with that i was enjoying dawn, that. yeah until dawn was a that was a really good one that wasn't as scary as it was um atmospheric mm-hmm. but but for sure i i um going back to our our topic uh i'm i'm happy that we're getting a some more demo yeah uh, material and we're gonna see some well as you said um and some have pointed out that it feels like just with that one demo and then the look at this next one, it feels almost like it's going back to 
what it originally was with like an unsettling presence about it and some grotesque style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was um Anna who wrote that? Yeah, it was in the article on our Yeah, I'm trying to think who wrote the article. Anna did. Was it Anna? Okay. Good job, Anna. Yeah, uh that was a really good pickup on her part because it is it definitely does seem like a uh a return to form, which is cool because Resident Evil, more so than any other franchise I can think of, strayed really far from its original concept. Oh yeah, it did. And oh like, yeah, it did. We got snippets that it was going back with, uh, you know, revelations and things like that, but never in a full numbered entry in the franchise. So the fact that we're actually getting that, it's it shows that Capcom's listening to their audience, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, it remains to be seen if that's what the game's going to actually be like, or if it's just like these small things that they can. Didn't it just at one point turn into like a straight up action game? Yeah, have you played Resident Evil Six? It's it's essentially like the, the first scene. There's a helicopter crash and like like hordes of like the whole city's lined with zombies. I feel like they were trying to make. I feel like in that sense they were just trying to make it into the movies at that point. Well, I think there's a there was a way of thinking last generation where horror doesn't sell, but zombies do. So there were a lot of action games mm-hmm. surrounded by zombies. There's no doubt in my mind that they were trying to cash in on um, like the Dead Rising, that Dead Rising money and Dead Island money. Oh yeah, where they're not scary, oh, yeah. but they're zombies, you know. But you know, it it is what it is. And uh, Melanie's a big fan of that game, um, and she gets made fun of for it mercilessly on this podcast. Which I one? Uh, Resident Evil Six. Oh. I didn't know it was such a big deal. Like everyone really disliked it, and I don't know. Anyway, well, now that you seem to explain it, I can see why. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Yeah. The uh the update. Uh, good news. It's going to be free. The demo, I'm sorry. It's yeah. going to be free. And according to the PlayStation blog, it will not be requiring PS Plus. So <laughs> there you go, folks. You you know, you know want to give it a shot, and then there you go. Absolutely free. Don't need PS Plus. Sony's been hot fire this, uh, this September. First, we get Journey and Lords of, uh, Lords of Fallen mm-hmm. for uh, PlayStation Plus games. Is that, is that the game? Was yes. It? Yeah. Um, and then we get, we get a free demo for mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil. That's... It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be on the Xbox One. Uh, Well, I think the first demo only came out on the PlayStation 4 as well, did it oh, not? I, I don't remember. I, no, it was on the it was on the Xbox One. Yeah, but one didn't too. it come out for PS4 first? I think so, probably. Yeah. That makes so sense. it's probably going to be the same, same situation. Comes out on PS4 first, then hits the Xbox One. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Probably going to play that. Uh, I mean, I already played it yesterday because it's... Oh Friday yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Speaking of action and free, uh, a EA posted up a graphic uh, about the Battlefield One open beta, uh, about some statistics they gathered. Thirteen point two million players in total for that open beta. That's a lot of people. With that is a lot of people. Now, that is, I think they, I think they labeled on there as their biggest open beta they had, they've ever had. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, Battlefield 1, people are really excited for, though. Yeah. And what scares me is, yes, it's still in a beta form, so you can't judge the final product. However, uh, from what I've read from, uh, we have a, a, a re- not a review, a, a preview from the beta that went up. Um, it seems like, I got to play it at E3, and I, uh, Jed and I both did, a, we double teamed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wrote half uh, that was very positive, and I wrote half that was very negative. It's like uh, a yin and a yang. Yeah, just kind of yeah. like we both had we both had the same experience, mm-hmm. but we just viewed it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it's gotten worse from what I played, from what I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of our writers slash editors here, uh, Elias, uh, he actually confirmed 
that, yeah, uh, everything I wrote about was still very prevalent, plus more problems, mm-hmm. which is really scary because I played in its alpha stage, and it's this is the beta now, and the game comes out when? Um, Soon. Yeah, Within I a couple it's, months. It's, it's like next month, I think. Yeah, uh, it's October, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Double-check that for me. Double-check that. Uh, but yeah, with the game coming out soon, at least pre-Christmas, um, that's concerning that they're, they're still having those kind of problems, and it's that unfinished. I feel like it's going to be the same situation that happened with Battlefield 4. The game's going to come out, a plague of issues are going to be upon that multiplayer, and then a year later it's all going to be fixed because they've handed yeah. it off to a different DICE studio. It's, it's coming out on October 21st. So October there 21st, is um, uh, a just, month. O- just over a month from now. That is terrifying yeah. that it's still un- that unfinished. And that was one of the things I said too. I'm like, if that game's coming out yeah. in October, um, and I played it in June, I'm like, yeah. there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. And I, I, I trust that EA has the manpower to fix something like that. Yeah. But they're running out of time unless they're they're planning on pushing it back. Well, it's it's like I said, Battlefield 4, you look at it now. It's a ton of fun. They've greatly improved on the game since it's coming out. You know why? It's because they handed it off to a different yeah. studio and let them have their and let them fix it up. Yeah, it's sad that so that's I feel that's gonna be the same issue once. It again. shouldn't that shouldn't be the Yeah, of course it shouldn't be though. And and it's sad because Battlefield is was one of the premier shooters, mm-hmm. especially on PC. And and it seems like ever since they, they moved it over to consoles oh yeah they've just never been able to really get it oh yeah i always remember hearing back in like my early cod days you know on yeah. uh, modern warfare and stuff like that i always hear people i don't i always hear people over the chat being like oh go play battlefield 2 it's the real prime shooter you know yeah and it's like you look into battlefield 2 and it's like i spent my time with it and then like they realize it's like we need to cash in on what cod's doing you know we need to get into this formulaic almost yearly release schedule yeah they and tried to match them, and then look at the results you can't. produced. The, well, the thing is, too, with uh, with Call of Duty, you have three developers yeah. working on three different series with three-year development cycles. There's Being no funded way that, by the arguably the biggest publisher in the world. <laughs> yeah, Activision Blizzard. They're, they're the biggest. Mm-hmm. I mean, EA isn't far behind. Yeah. Um, Hence, but, arguably. Like, yeah, uh, but I, I is there another? There, uh, Dice is the only one that does Battlefield, right? Yes. Yeah, so they have one publisher or one developer, sorry, trying to keep up with three. Yeah, it's not going to work. They have different studios, like they have Dice LA. Like I said, Dice LA is the one who are handling Battlefield Four right now. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like Dice in Sweden handed it off to them. I'm pretty sure, so they could work on other games. Like I don't know if they did Hardline, sweet the Sweden one. That um, game was not good, no. and I really want to like it. I really want to have a game, a shooter specifically, mm-hmm. that's an alternative to Call of Duty. I I like the last Call of Duty, Black Ops Three. I gave it a nine out of ten. I reviewed it. Um, I didn't want to give it that, but I mean, it was really good. I had no other <laughs> choice. Um, and, but I I am looking for something that isn't Call of Duty. That's a really good first person shooter, and Battlefield's the easiest option. And it just seems like they always drop the ball with it. <laughs> Every time I give them a chance, I'm like, "Ooh, Hardline yeah. sounds like a good idea." No, in concept, it, you know, cops and robbers it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, know? it's obviously a great idea. But then but, it's like, oh, it's just a reskin Battlefield game. Yeah, that's and, all it is. And, ba- and and Battlefield One, that's a World War One is a criminally under a uh, uh, used setting for yeah. video games and there are reasons for it but it's also one of the most um interesting wars in terms of just like the technology that came in for it yeah. uh, at that time and like to actually be able to play it sounds really cool you can call a zeppelin in in this game that's yeah. awesome and it just seems like i don't know 
I'm going to reserve my judgment until it comes out. But right now, uh, it's yeah, because right scary. now I think the only really uh, suitable World War One multiplayer game out there is uh, Verdun. I believe that's just the title. It might be Verdun 1914, 1918, or something like that. Yeah. But it's yeah that that game is hyper realistic from what I've seen and looked at, and it looks like a ton of fun. But once I get my PC running, I'll yeah. just go back to. Uh, Counter-Strike, and you won't hear me complain. You got anymore. some more statistics here they actually had on that graph here. Uh, the most popular class played was that Assault. 30% of players were touching that. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. Oh, yeah, of course. Assault's, um, you know, it's like the easiest one to use. Well, it's much. because the game's so focused on close quarters combat, you need that. Yeah. You, if, you're, if you're a sniper, you'll work for a little while, but as soon as you get bound, you're, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, speaking of uh, close quarter, 28.9 million melee kills. Wow. Yeah. So I, 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 I assume that's people going in there with their friggin' trench tool and just, like, taking that'd it be, to people? Yeah, that would be... Um, that's, that's or bayonetting kinda, people? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, probably. Like, again, that's just the nature of the beast when you're playing mm-hmm. a game that's that's so focused on it that it's going to happen a lot. Yeah. That, uh, that crazy armored train we keep seeing in all those trailers, it scored around 13 million kills. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the, uh, the, the tank? No, remember oh. there was like shots of like in the desert, there was like this train that was going by on a track and it was like all armored and had all these cannons lined on it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw those in the trailers, but it's like, Probably. it was a few shots of it. Yeah. That thing scored like 13 million kills. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, talking about the melee kills, people talk, um, getting in close. Um, horse, horse riding is actually a big part of this due to the, uh, due to the um, Middle Eastern armies being involved. Um Obviously, with World War One, because a lot there are some conflicts that take place in the Middle East and Africa. Um, kills on horseback: sixty-two point two million. <laughs> wow, on horseback. There's a lot of kills. I mean, when you think about how many people are playing, obviously, of it's course, just like just to hear those million numbers. players. But that's not like there's not like all they're playing at the same time. That was yeah. total, but still, it's just like to hear those numbers. It's 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 astounding. Mm-hmm. Look how far video games have gone. What was that? That was. A- big crash we have yeah. a window open here and we're just hearing stuff outside they're probably working <laughs> on the building or something yeah sorry about that guys but yeah that's like that's the big takeaway for me is just how how far we've gone as a as an industry mm-hmm. where 13 million people playing not even that many people purchased sonic the hedgehog 2 when it came out and that was one of the best-selling games of of its era like that's that's crazy way to go video games you're you're bringing it to the people you're making <laughs> it popular um well if we continue along with the trend of video games you know pushing their limits uh, cody what did you think about shin megami tensei for apocalypse Ooh, is that what we're gonna talk about yeah um, that's usually something we say for the end before we've been playing uh, uh well no we we can bring it back to that if you want to we can do a little tease about it right now uh right. but um, I got to review it and I kind of liked it, but yeah. we'll talk about. We'll talk later. about that later. Actually, um, yeah, I'll move on to a little. I'll move on to a little snippet here. A little bit of, a little bit of snap. A little bit of delay news. Dun, 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 dun. We got some delay news, folks. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, South Park: The Fracture Butthole has been delayed till oh, no. to quarter one, twenty seventeen. It's not getting delayed. You're a bad journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, you know, oh yeah, that's it's it's being delayed. Send the death threats, people. Uh, yeah, you U- know, Ubisoft post up on their blog. It was just a quick short post. They're um, delaying it uh, just to get some more, just to get some more fixes in the game and try to make it as high quality because uh, they're, you know, the, uh, 
there's high expectations from this game. Yeah. So they want to make it as best as they can. So it's it was already coming out October, November anyway. So quarter one, 2017, that just says to me, you know, it's coming out sometime maybe around February. You know what? I like that, um, especially because it was planned for a pre-Christmas launch. Yeah. And they knew that that was going to be money. That was going to be a big seller for Oh, them. of course. Yeah. Um, and they're willing to take the hit to make sure that that the game's right and you don't see that a lot uh, so i got to give mad props to ubisoft even though i call you guys out a lot sometimes um there's a really good move on you mm-hmm. and i got to see um i got to see fractured butthole at e3 and um the gameplay just is as a, as a fan of strategy rpgs i i cannot be more excited oh yeah it's it. such a far cry from what the first one was too yeah like there's still that one there's still like your your flatulent 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 Flatulent, flatulent mechanic go. from yeah. the first one. Um, now that was, the but thing. they've evolved it. It seems a little further. Yeah, that was the thing that really got me though. Was from what I saw. Maybe it was just the developer taking liberties with the uh, with the fart mechanic. Um, I thought there was a little too much of like the the potty humor. That like, don't get me wrong. South Park is known for the poo jokes. They don't. They're they're not above that. Um, but I always thought South Park, at least the the show evolved to be a little more intelligent and from what i saw it was it was very bare bones uh a lot of poop jokes and that to me was just like it wasn't funny they they based well they based a later episode around you know uh stan becoming uh cynical of everything and seeing the world as poop yeah like literally seeing the world as poop yeah and like there was a bigger meaning and maybe just like you know that was yeah the bigger meaning was obviously growing older and seeing the world for what it really is and and that's probably there there probably is that with this game too i i trust uh trey parker and matt stone 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 matt stone matt stone sorry um they're coming for you now (laughs) along with space coast they're coming i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like point this out i know it's matt stone i've been filling in for melanie all day and she has the hardest job on the planet. Nothing but respect for Melanie. Please come back as soon as possible. We miss you. Um, yeah, I have nothing but respect for them. And uh, I, I do trust that they'll be able to build a story that's, that, that means something and has a bit of commentary on society. But from what I saw, it was a lot of just poop, poop, fart, fart. Oh, look, it's Timmy. Like that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, sure. Oh, look, it's Timmy. But... Um, but no, I, I am happy that they're they're taking the time to actually make it good, and they're gonna they're gonna take that hit financially because no one's buy no one buys games in Q one. Like nope. That's that's a that's a no. Everyone's time. everyone's money spent. Their credit cards are maxed. They're yeah. not spending anything. You know. But but you know what? Maybe if they time it at the right point, um, February March seems like a good time. Yeah, exactly. You'll 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 be you'll everyone you'll wants to take all of your games. Off. Yeah, they you'll, don't want to spend anything in yeah. January. You'll have beaten the games you already bought, and you might need something there. I don't think there's anything lined up for uh, January, February. Um, I know Legend of Zelda Spring 2017. Yeah, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of crossover there. No, I I don't see that. Yeah. So anyway, good job Ubisoft. Woo! Good job Ubisoft, and good job. Um, man, I completely cannot remember. Uh, the game company, so I'm just going to state to 2K because uh, today or yesterday, if you're listening to the podcast or whatever day, the September the 15th, the Bioshock collection launch. The yeah. one, two, I believe it's one, two, and infinite. And infinite, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock remastered collection. Um, and if you happen to own one, two, or Minerva's Den on Steam, uh, you get a remaster of the corresponding title. It will show up in your library. 
Hey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. If you I... hold a physical copy, you will need to take some additional steps, such as sending proof of purchase uh, to to them. They have um, just look it up online, folks. You'll be able to see what you need yeah. to do. Uh, but that's... yeah, if you already own it, it's, uh, I like it. if you're listening to this, by the time you listen to this podcast, it should be in your Steam library. That's good job, 2K. That's yeah. that's a really that's a really good thing. I, I like that. Considering the first one, the first port, of, the first Bioshock port on PC was not that good. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. You know, it was like it was throwing it was throwing a few curveballs at you. Um, That's okay. Yeah, it was throwing it was throwing <laughs> a few curveballs our way. Um, but yeah, it, it hopefully hopefully the remaster um, will of it will have fixed all the things because that game is nine years old. Yeah, it's an the older first game. one is nine years yeah. old. But you know what? The fact that they'll um, that if you show that you've purchased it, you can uh, you can get the other one. Like that's. I like that. That's because yeah. like, they could have easily just been like, "No, it's in the bundle, and you're gonna have to buy the whole bundle." Yeah. Um, and most people would have been fine with that. Like you look at um, at at what Activision's doing with uh, COD Four uh, with Modern Warfare, where it's like, "Oh, you want to play Modern Warfare Remastered? Well, it doesn't matter if you bought it already. You're gonna have to. It's you're you're getting it with this game. It's not gonna be sold by itself. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I actually this is gonna. I don't, this is going to hurt my gamer cred. Never played Bioshock. Um, Whatever. I, I really want to. And especially with Infinite, I was um, I was bugging Shaq, I believe. Friend of the podcast, Shaquille Lambert. Because uh, I think he got it, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, remember I was, we got it. Yeah, yeah we, got we all got it from his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I was, I was bugging him to, to borrow it, and I think it just slipped his mind. So yeah. um, Shaquille, if you were listening... I would, I would really like that copy of Bioshock. Well, hey, you know, you were talking about it a few minutes ago, talking about your uh, building your PC. There's a collection, yeah. Bioshock collection for you to try. Yeah, out. exactly. I, I should probably just purchase that. I've, I've seen it around, and I want to pick it up. Um, it's just a matter of money and other oh, games course, that are yeah. coming out, too, that I'm a little more interested in. But, yeah, good good job, 2K, on, on a successful re-release of games that you already made. Punching. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to talk about in the game news-wise? Otherwise, we will um, take our spin over to TV movies news. Uh, I don't think there's anything for me. Mm. Um, or check cgmagonline.com real quick to see if there's anything there. Um, oh, yeah, did you hear about Battles on VR, the trailer? I did. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, one of the, uh, the few games that's coming out. Thank for... you for reminding me. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, It was right on our... Our home screen at cgmagonline.com yeah, in our news section. I'm not. I'm not rubbing it in. I'm doing a plug. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so, <laughs> uh, oh, there's anyway. Um, Battles Battles on VR. They released a new trailer. Um, my foot is hitting the table and it's making a noise on the thing. Sorry. Uh, oh, that's your computer. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fine. Whatever. My computer's. I'm running on a very old Macintosh. <laughs> um, Battlezone VR just released a, a, a trailer uh, showing a co-op mode. That's kind of cool. So you can have a four-player VR co-op extravaganza. Oh boy, four people can throw up at the same time. <laughs> no, it's um, group vomit session. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited. Like this seems one of like one of those things that will make VR look pretty pretty fun. The only problem is it like. Visually, I'm not sure how it will uh, how it will stand up, yeah, especially on VR. That's the issue. There's games that make VR look like so much fun, but it's it's the constant issue. It's like VR is just not ready in its current state and form, like to be usable by the public for recreation like this. It is just so 
it is so like Jurassic in its like in its way right now. It is so far from being at it where it needs to be. Like this thing needs at least another good ten years. Really? Of like it's the the nature. Like I said, it's the motion sickness. I need to figure that out because um, you can't play games like most people can't play games for more than like an hour. Otherwise, they get like they get horrible motion sickness. At least I do. Legs. And I've heard I've heard so many people has that so many issue have so many issues with that um vr is super expensive right now like if you want a quality vr system like the vibe or something like that you gotta shell out a thousand dollars on top a, and you need a, a quality quality computer to run that stuff to begin well with. that's anyway. that's i think that's where um consoles will have their um but then again advantage. that's another like three hundred dollars you gotta it shell is. out. yeah it, it totally is it's expensive but I think that's where, where consoles have their advantage. It's that, and that's in the price point. Mm-hmm. But the question I have is, okay, you're saving money. Um, what are we giving up yeah. for that? Uh, is there going to be... Because I, I did put the, the HTC Vive when we had in our office, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Oh, well, yeah, because it's it's top-of-the-line model. Yeah. And, that's a $1,000 um, piece of equipment on your head. Yeah, and it was great. Um, but if I'm... Then that's the thing. If, if it's $1,000... Uh, for that, for at least for that, and I and you're cutting that in almost a, like a quarter, like more well, here, than let's half. Com- let's compare it to like if, um, if, if you're what I use. About it, if, if we, we both actually use the Samsung yeah. Gear VR. The thing's only like a hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's garbage. Um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, that that was the what was the point I was trying to make? I got I got off topic. Yeah, no. So if it's if it's a thousand dollars for for a top of the line model or at least a model that's functional, because I guess you can make the argument that, that it's the best that VR can do, but VR could be better at some point. Of course, but that's, it will, that's of course top it will of the line be right now. $1,000. If you're paying $400, which is less than half of what, you, what you'd expect for, for, for HTC Vive, what, what, are, what are you giving up? Is it going to be the, uh, that, that stability that, gives you, that doesn't give you motion sickness as quickly? Uh, visually, what are you giving up? Is the PS4 going to actually be able to run it? Yeah. Um, those are the questions I have. And the bigger question is, uh, where's the support? Because, yeah, we have Battlezone VR, and you're going to have that demo disc. But there's here's the thing that happens with new technology is uh, you need people to buy into it, and you also need developers to support it. But if people aren't buying into it, developers aren't going to support it. And developers aren't going to support it, people aren't going to buy into it. So it's this weird cycle where this needs to come out swinging for people to buy it. And oh, yeah. Sony, specifically Sony, I, don't, I, I trust Microsoft to at least throw some stuff out there for a little bit. Sony has a really bad habit of letting their 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 peripherals just fall mm-hmm. to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, the the PlayStation Move, the or move whatever? yeah, yeah. Uh, the Spellbook, the, yeah. the I mean even their handhelds, the cameras, yeah, like that. Sony's really which bad I'm pretty for that. sure you need for the VR. Really, Am I not wrong. I don't know that. So that's going to make it another hundred dollars. Um, that's that's a lot to shell out, uh, and it's it's. I'm scared for the quality of the stuff we're gonna get and the amount of support because I don't want to I don't want to spend the price of a console, uh, for for something that's not gonna yeah that it's not gonna be supported. So I don't know. Anyway, I mean, the, if if I can get four people to actually buy it, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll a, be a good time. Thing. Yeah, be fun. Um, but yeah, no, that was a cool little thing. If you have, if you have a chance, guys, check out the uh, the trailer. We have it up on our website. It's um, it looks fun. I just I question I, I'm scared for VR now that we're talking about it. <laughs> oh, you should be scared. <laughs> oh, be very afraid. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean there, the other thing was uh, the Pokemon Go uh, early 
the, the hidden abilities for the plus. Whatever. It's my game is so dead in the water these days. <laughs> Even though it's it's still I know it's still like the top trending free app out there, but it's just like what we did. We put up something the other day. It's like it's lost seventy nine percent of user base at this point. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about that. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's talk that about was, that then. That was the story I was actually looking for because I forgot. Um, so Pokemon Go, which was for at least a month and a half, the hottest app. Oh God, yeah. Stores, everyone, stores everywhere around the world redesigned their whole layout yeah. to be designed for Pokemon Go. It's like check out our store. It's the latest Pokemon Gym or the latest yeah. Pokestop. You know, chill out the Pokezone. How much? How much do you think they're regretting that now? Yeah. Now, so here's like, here's yeah. the thing. We're gonna have to do a little bit of backstory. And for those who don't listen to the podcast very frequently, um, I'll, I'll fill you in. I have been very weary of Nintendo's. Uh, I'm gonna say regression yeah. into the mobile market, uh, and I. Have I, I've I've questioned every move they've made. If Pokemon Go is the most popular app they've made, and their user base has dropped so significantly, what makes you positive the same won't happen with the Mario Runner? Oh yeah, or anything else. Look at me, Tomo. That was nothing. When it came, it, it, that was like still, what? Maybe got like a week of attention. That, yeah, if and, that. And that's that's what's really. Uh, <laughs> Jesse almost died. Sorry. <laughs> Yontek is out here after me. My chair was broke. Um, yeah, sorry. So that's... I, I really don't think that the mobile market is something Nintendo should pursue because it's not something that's that's feasible. A lot of it is screaming into the void to start. You're just hoping that people are going to pick up on it. And yeah, if you use properties like Mario and Animal Crossing and uh, Fire Emblem, yeah, people will pick up on it for a little bit. But uh, the engagement is... It's got to be worse than the Wii with uh, just, oh, yeah. like people sticking with it. And I just, I don't think that there's enough of a benefit for a company like Nintendo to go into it. But you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being uh, you know, a, I'm sure Pokemon Go person. made them a boatload of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did, and then it didn't when everyone found out that they had nothing to yeah. do with it. <laughs> yeah, and Yontech just, you know, they're sitting on that big pile of cash now. Yeah, for sure. But, and then the, the other thing we have, to, we have to think of, yeah, so the, the first part was their, their user base dropped by 79%, and the second part is their um, merchandise sales went up. I'm, I have no doubt Pokemon Go had something to do with it, but I think something that we need to think about, and uh, it wasn't in our original story, and I actually, um, I asked, I think it was Anna that did it. I, 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 I asked her to, to mention it. Um, we're also celebrating the 20 years of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So Nintendo and the Pokemon Company and Game Freak are releasing monthly, like, super collectible plushes, toys, Pokemon card boxes, yep. anything you can think of. I have no doubt in my mind that has something to do with it. We have our new 3DS games coming out in yeah, November. There, so there's, there's a lot of... Pokemon Go definitely helped, but I don't think it's the sole reason, especially if you look at the engagement. I don't think that... Uh, the merch is really yeah. directed specifically from Pokemon Go. Yeah. And plus, Pokemon Go is so simplistic in its nature anyway. People are going to, you know, if the people who got hitched back onto Pokemon Go, because let's say they played like, you know, way back in the day, like red and blue, yeah. and then they gave up after that. Yeah. And it's like they come back because of Pokemon Go. If they go into Sun and Moon, they're going to be so weirded out by like what, what, all the stuff that's changed. Everyone's going to be telling them, it's like, oh, what's your IV level or your EV power of your Pokemon? It's like, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? They're going to yeah. have no idea. It's like, definitely they're going to have no idea, complex. but it's like stat balance and like making your team the perfect as, as can be, you know? Yeah. For sure. They're going to be so creeped out. They're going to be, I think, <laughs> not creeped out. They're going to be, like, scared. Yeah. Gonna, it's going to scare them away. Probably. 
I mean, by how much has changed? Well, it, people people call Pokemon the same game think, as it's always been. It is not the same game it's always been. It is like uh, this. The basis for it is still there. Catch the Pokemon. Yeah, I think battle the gyms. The thing with Pokemon is, yeah, there's a lot that has changed, but you also have to look at it as it's very little changes from game to game. Yeah, when you look at it from the beginning to now, obviously a lot's changed. But when you look at it from, uh, from now, uh, to like, or we'll, we'll use X and Y as an example, uh, from black and white. Two. Yeah, it's not a huge leap. X and Y were in the sense that they were the first 3D ones. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you go back the, from game to game, the leaps aren't huge, uh, but they they add up. That's that's the main thing I've taken away from it. But um, I think Pokemon Sun and Moon are going to be the first real test to see how well um, there there will be like how well their their mobile games market mm-hmm. their their 3ds games yeah i'm sure those um, are going to do gangbusters because of us but i don't know uh i i think there's going to be a definite increase in sales since the last games because of pokemon go because people would be like well maybe i should get back into the series now maybe um i i don't know i i know like a lot of younger kids who wouldn't have picked up pokemon yeah. um were definitely interested because of pokemon go but i i don't know how much how many people are going to pick up sun and moon because they played pokemon go yep. Uh, I, I'm going to do a little bit of, like, personal research just from, like, interactions with people that I'm going to see when it launches. Um, but I, I I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. But it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be the first big test for Nintendo to see because yeah. um, they got the Mario Runner coming up. And I'm sure once that game drops that there's going to be a new Mario game. Heck, I remember when I went to go pick up Pokemon Y, there was a line outside of the EB game still yeah, waiting Pokemon's to get it. Yeah, always popular. Oh, yeah. It, it's always like that. Um, it's never, like, it's waned a little bit, but... The thing with Pokemon it is when steady. Yeah, when, for for its fan base, it stayed the course for yeah, what it needed. When people give up Pokemon, there's always a new kid that picks it up. Of course. Right? So, it's 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 a weird beast because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's such a strange strange thing to try to follow. But hey, I I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's all we have for game news. So what we will do is we'll take a little bit of a break. A breaky break. And um. You can hear from our, our good friends at comicbento.com. Ow. And uh, we will be back. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. Oh, we're back. Woo! What a commercial that was. What a commercial. Um, I mean, we Love make us that some joke Comic Bento. every time. Every single time we come back, what a commercial we made. And I, set, I teased it a couple times ago that we're working on a new one. The problem is I haven't been able to have someone consistently in the office to help me. <laughs> so uh, I really do promise you I have an idea in my head where, like I said, it takes place. Uh, you weren't here for it, so I'll, I'll explain to you. Uh, I'm sorry for everyone. I, I just, I'm really excited about it. I wanted, it's going to start right at the end of the last one. Yeah. And, and Shaq uh, has, has just, he, he had his, his heart exploded because he was so happy about <sighs> Comic Bento, and he, he died. Um, and, and I'm trying Rip. to just live my life without one of my best friends and then my comic bento subscription comes to the door and it makes everything just a little bit better remember people your friends die just get comic (laughs) bento it'll heal everything Uh, i I don't think it's gonna get approved but who knows maybe it'll just be another loud obnoxious thing 
<laughs> well, that's what we're known to be loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Anyway, you have some. Uh, Speaking some of, of loud news. and obnoxious, not the not to the person in general, but you know, it's you know based around what they are involved in. Yeah, if the uh, shoe fits. No I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I don't even know what this, this story is. Uh, Tiff, we had Tiff in Toronto all week. Uh, started last started last Thursday. I'm pretty sure last Thursday was it? Yeah. Sometime last week. Tiff started. It's been going on. I think it's almost over now. I think it's a week. Um, that is where, as I said earlier, that is where Phil is. Um, still, you know, quick update on that. You know, uh, Toronto's been bustling. We've had we've had all the big names coming in and out like we usually do. Um, uh, Leo Leo DiCaprio was in town. Chris Pratt was in town. Um, I've seen a lot of other social media from on social media from celebrities that were around town. Uh, Zachary Quinto was in town. Um, sure, there were a bunch of directors. In. James Franco was in town. My friend took a picture with him. Oh, <gasps> yeah. jealous! Yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty yeah. upset. I mean, it's someone that it, like I watched. This is gonna be the episode where she listens. I don't know her that well. <laughs> I just have her on Shout Facebook out. still because I. Uh, we went to high school together, and yeah. I saw the picture. She's like, I went with James Franco, and I'm like, how? And I walked past the building too. I was like, maybe, maybe I'll go in. And what I up? Didn't. What up? So yeah, James Franco was there. I think Justin Timberlake was here too. Oh, probably. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure there's more and more come each year. Yeah, I mean, I, I always tell myself, "Oh, I'm gonna go Star Watch," yeah. and then like it comes around. I'm like, I hate the people that do that. Yeah. I went That's... past. I went past this one. I think it was a hotel. Yeah. And there were like 30 people just standing in front of the hotel with their gigantic cameras, just taking up all of the space on the sidewalk. And I was just that could have loudly. Been us. That could have been us. Loud as loud as I possibly could be. I was like, I hate all of you. Just get out of my way. And like you could tell, it was a celebrity one because they all had the like the Escalades parked in the. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Could have been one of us, man. It could have been us. It could have been me. It could have been me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a lot of films were showing at TIFF. Uh, Magnificent Seven was being showed off. Um, I heard people really quite enjoyed that remake, um, starring Chris Pratt in it. Uh, uh, who else was in it? Uh, I can't get anyone else on the top of my head. Chris Pratt and Friends. Chris Pratt featuring Friends. All right. <laughs> Uh, Blair Witch, the Blair Witch remake. Uh, you know, we're starting off two remakes, uh, which I heard was incredible, actually. Yeah, people um, really digging that. Check out cgmegonline.com for the review for that. I'm sure Phil will actually talk about it when oh, he comes yeah, in next week. I think. I hope he's yeah. back in next week. Because um, I mean, <laughs> pray, I pray for we are Phil, slowly please. descending into madness. Not he hasn't been here how to talk. for two podcasts. Yeah, now. and and like they're like, oh yeah, Cody, talk about movies. I'm like, I don't watch movies. I don't know anything, man. <laughs> Jokes I, on that we actually hate movies. Yeah, no, it's, I don't hate movies. Um, um, it's not that I hate movies. I just I read books and play video games. That's what yeah. I do. And watch wrestling. That's that's my life. I wish we could talk about that on the podcast. Soon. Brandon would probably crucify us if Soon. we did that, though. <laughs> we should have started the podcast off just being like, welcome to the Pixels and the Ink and Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Comics Gaming <laughs> Magazine. Today, we're going to spend the next hour and a half just discussing wrestling. Today, I'm going to talk to you about why WCW failed as a company. Oh, my God. Okay. There's... Okay. Nope. I can't get off we're track. Stop. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I didn't have much to say about Tiff because, unfortunately, I didn't go. But I'm sure Phil will talk about it in his grandeur when he makes yeah. his grand return to the podcast. Um, and sh- if Shaq ever comes back to do it as well because I know he was at Tiff most of all of last weekend. Yeah. Uh, checking out all the movies. He was, he was, uh, he was posting on his Twitters about it. Mm-hmm. You seem to be pretty excited about stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. what. I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm a good journalist, guys. Very good. Um, so, since we don't have much else to say about that, I will move on um, to this one. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but 
Margot Robbie, aka Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, is it's going British to be. Now. She's Australian. She's Australian. Okay. That's why you were doing it. I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> uh, she's going to co-produce a Suicide Squad spinoff, um, a solo Harley Quinn flick. Um, it, she's reportedly signed with Warner Brothers uh, for a first look deal, which means rights to develop and produce films through her Lucky Chap Entertainment, so, uh, which is her film banner, which she works uh, with a number of other people on. So they're still... Uh still going forward with that eh? oh yeah hey that hey that film as much as it was horrible it grossed 700 million so i and i, I i'm almost as certain. bad as mediocre as that film was it still grossed high. i'm i'm high, almost high certain that most of those uh numbers were from first time views oh yeah people going to see just because they that was around the time people were hearing just how bad it was and they wanted to go see yeah or there was people who were genuinely, you know, I always, I, mean, I saw the, I saw the girls dressed up as Harley Quinn going, yeah, you know, well, I saw I, tons of them. That's because cosplay, cosplay course, and course. an actual quality are two different things. Yeah. And that's, a, I'm excited. Of, I never said sense. they were good cosplays. All right. Ex- I saw cosplay. Yeah. I'm excited in the sense that at least like someone that's working on it is like passionate about it. It's the same reason why I'm like optimistic oh, yeah. about the Batman movies. Um, I just, I think Warner Brothers just needs to take a step back. And let the creators create they the content. Chill. Yeah, like she said, Margot said she um um she absolutely fell in love with the character and like a bunch of the DC heroines when she was researching them, and now she really wants to get involved with it. Um, it could also, well, if it's solo Harley Quinn flick, there's obviously going to need to be you know others there. So maybe we'll get some more jo- Joker screen time, some more Jared Leto Joker screen time. Well, that's if Jared Leto wants to come back. He of course. Was, uh... He was pretty, yeah, he seemed he pretty, he didn't seem pretty happy about, you know, Suicide Squad. And it's understandable. The guy thought he was getting in it for a bigger role. And, you know, he's admitted he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's admitted he doesn't watch his own film. So, he's a weird guy anyway. But yeah. I don't think he listens to his own music. <laughs> I mean, no, I was going to make a joke about 30 Seconds to Mars, but I actually like them, so I'm not going to. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, it it, it would have been easy to, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you 30 Seconds to Mars fans out there. No, I like 30 Seconds to Mars. That's why okay. I didn't do it. I know. <laughs> um, so I was apologizing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one in our <laughs> No. Oh, you were just listening I to know, them today, I too. Know, Don't I even know. act like you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's um, on you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm not going to reveal too much about what you're reviewing, but Jesse's reviewing a headset. I'm not going to say that. I don't think there's any embargo information, but he's reviewing a headset, and like I walked over to his desk, and I look at it. His YouTube link opened up 30 seconds to Mars. That's what he's using to test out his headset. <laughs> it was the first thing I clicked. <laughs> Because it was on my it was on my watch it again anyway. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, so you watched it before. I'm not I'm not gonna make fun of you because I like 30 seconds tomorrow. Yeah, so whatever. Do you have any more movie news? I can talk about a movie I saw. Oh well, um, no, I have some more to add on to that movie. Uh, okay. To add on to that news. Um, also working on uh, Margot's also working on a uh, Dean and Jensen's Queen of Queen of the Air, which she will star in. Um, I do not know too much about that, but. Um, for those who are fans of that, there you go. Um, I'm cool. pretty sure she's going to take probably the title role on that, whatever that may be. Um, you have some news? Uh, I don't have any news. I was just going to look at the time that we have and if it's worth talking about. I went to, I went to see uh, Don't Breathe. Oh, uh, okay. Because so Phil usually talks about movies, and he's talked about Don't Breathe already. Um, oh, were we running long? Yeah, we're at like... We're at like 50 minutes. Oh, okay. Almost, so. I'll, I'll wrap it up uh, with one more thing after cool. this one. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I saw it, and uh, if, if I'm not going to go into as much detail as Phil did because there's no way I can do, like, 
the same kind of in-depth analysis. Uh, but if you're looking for a freaking tense time, uh, it's it's a good movie. There there are some like weird factual like issues, like just continuity errors. Um, and like there's one scene like never mind. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> anything. But um, there's there's there there are some that that does take away from your enjoyment of the movie just seeing those weird yeah continuity errors. But I uh, I really enjoyed it. There's it was one of those movies where like you're at the edge of your seat the whole time. Just like <laughs> you want it to end, but you don't at the same time. It was. It was uh, it was crazy good. Uh, it's a good time if you if you really if you're really looking for something to watch, go for it. Anyway, keep that in mind. News. Um, a couple more things. Uh, just in terms of TV, uh, South Park season twenty debuted Wednesday night. Twenty years of that show. Um, we were talking about South Park earlier, so I figured might as well tack onto that. You know what? Let's whatever else news you have. Is it important? It was just I was going to talk about the Agents of Shield season four starting up on uh, September twentieth. I'll just add that quickly. Uh, Age of Shield season four, it's still going. Yes, it has gotten much better than uh, from season oh, one. Ghost, Ghost Rider will be yeah. in the season, folks. Ghost Rider, <laughs> and they're continuing along with the Inhuman storyline and um, picking up with uh, the fallout from Civil War because they touch on it a bit, but with the Scovia Accords coming in, they need to um, pick up the pieces from that fallout. Um, and they're possibly adding some more um, some more elements from Squadron Supreme because they added in um, Tom Thumb's Ida. Um, as well as the life model decoy is showing cool. up. Um, uh, quickly on the Inhumans, um, back in April, it was mentioned that the movie had been removed from the 2019 schedule. This does not mean it's canceled, but obviously they're looking to do more with it. So cool. I guess I guess they want to re- relegate more of it to Agents of Shield since it seems to be doing quite well there. I must say. Awesome. I, I wasn't trying to rush you to finish. I of just wanted not. to. Um, no. I wanted to know how much more you had because I wanted to talk about. A uh, South Park for a second. Okay, well, then we can um, go back to South Park here. Yeah, cool. Let's, let's hop back to the way. Because twenty years of South Park. Yeah, twenty years. Like that's. What's your favorite episode? Uh oh god, it's probably the one where um, uh, Kenny's parents say they're having another kid, and he's doing everything he can to make sure they don't have that kid. <laughs> like uh, they go to the the amusement park and go on the John Denver experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he feeds his dad. Uh, um. Uh, birth uh you know pills to make sure you don't have the kid yeah, yeah. um i think my favorite is Scott. like more yeah morning after pills that's it yeah, he, yeah like, morning mix, after pills. he mixes a drink that he intends to give to his mom but then his dad drinks it with hilarious side effects <laughs> um i like uh scott tenorman must die that's that was still a good one that was a my good one. favorite uh that's the one where cartman uh makes a kid eat his parents like <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That, Doesn't get much more real than that, folks. Yeah, no, totally. Um, twenty years—that's insane. And yeah. like, did you ever watch the documentary think... Six Days to Air? No. Oh man, it's incredible what they were like. How like they had there was this uh there was this hour documentary that came out uh called Six Days to Air about the making of South Park because when they're in season, they people are always so curious about how they're able to keep on top of like pop culture like as quickly as it comes out. It's because they every every show you see come out new they've made literally during the week yeah. like they spent six days there it's literal they spend six days making what you see there and obviously these days it's much easier to do it because they have a they have a good it's not like they have a huge team doing this it's primarily still them and just a small team but you know with computer animation stuff it's quite easy but they still have to do all those voices for like a 20 minute episode they have to think up jokes they have to think up ideas uh, whatever is pop culture um yeah it was it, it was incredible watching that whole process it's wow. like that's how they stay on top of everything. Yeah. They just make that new episode. Literally, it's, once that episode airs, they're working on the next one. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, the the one point I really wanted to make was just that, like, they're just as good, if not better, now 
oh, yeah. than they've ever been. And like that, you can't say that about a lot of shows that have mm-hmm. been running for that long. Like you look at, I don't want to smack the Simpsons, but oh, that when you look dipped at, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I'd say even after like sometime the mid teen seasons, that's where it dipped. Yeah. Um, but you look at something like, like South Park and it's still consistently funny, but I mean, South Park's a little more topical, yeah. so that might be it too. Anyway, I guess we'll move into, uh, because Phil's not here to talk about movies and I sort of was like, Oh, don't breathe. Watch it. Uh, that's our movie bit for you. I'm sorry, guys. Watch. Don't breathe. <laughs> um, Cody recommends Cody. Who doesn't, who's admitted in this podcast, doesn't watch a lot of movies liked don't breathe. He recommends, um, We'll we'll hop into what have you been playing, and we'll wrap up there. It'll be a little bit shorter than what we're used to, uh, but that's fine because there's two of us. Harkening back us. to uh, to my E3 times when Ooh. I was just me and Jed on a couch in a hotel room, <laughs> yeah, or in <laughs> an like, Airbnb, in Airbnb, yeah, in in downtown, can't a hotel <laughs> in, in downtown LA. Or the, or all the hotels were booked, because, yeah, because yeah. it's E3 in yeah. downtown LA with with uh with sirens going off in the background and club music coming up from the floor surprised you made times. it back alive miss you jed whitaker miss you la <laughs> yeah, yeah sure <laughs> i miss LA. no i do miss la i would yeah. go back no, you miss jed. Uh, i miss jed too yeah. and lisa and come back everyone stop <laughs> abandoning us we can't do this on our own it's too stressful man brendan everyone's gone right now and i'm just here well, it's melanie. Me. It's my worst nightmares um anyway so what, what have i been playing uh as i said earlier i've been playing Shin Megami Tensei oh my goodness <sighs> um so if you listen to the podcast anytime within the last probably year and a half you knew um i had a bit of a major addiction to Shin Megami Tensei 4. Yeah, you did. Uh, that was my life. And um, around that time that I was playing it, uh, they announced that they're going to do a sequel. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I immediately went over and called dibs. And, uh, yeah, so I've been waiting for this game for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I got my hands on it. And it was this <clears throat> mix of uh, familiarity... Uh, and excitement and a little bit of disappointment. Um, oh. It's still what I guess you that expect. year-long hype build up. Yeah, it was never going to live up to what I made it in my of head. Of course not. Uh, but, okay, so for me, Shimagami Tensei 4, or 4, not Apocalypse, that's the new one, uh, was the first Shimagami Tensei game I played. Yeah. And then I since um, played more in the series and enjoyed it, and it's one of my favorite franchises now. Now, the thing is with with that when i went into shin megami tensei 4 i didn't know what was, what i was expecting so everything was so new and exciting and different not much has changed in this new game uh so part of my disappointment is comes from the familiarity um which is a weird mix because it's also part of my, part of my enjoyment yeah i love shin megami tensei 4 and it's still the same almost the same game with some differences uh so if you haven't if you've never played shin megami tensei game it's uh imagine pokemon with a little more depth so you get uh four demons that you can carry around with you so to fight uh they're all digital demons yeah uh so that you, you you have a cell phone that you'd like trap them in um so you go around you fight demons and you can catch them but it's not like pokemon where you throw a ball at them and enslave them you actually negotiate with them for their services um so i've only played double survivor overclocked it's a good one yeah it was that's a really good i one. really enjoyed that uh so yeah so i guess i think that was in <laughs> double survivor overclocked uh the, the barter process Yes. negotiations yeah so you can um you 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 they'll they'll be like okay so there's, there's the initial uh 
interaction with them where they'll ask you some questions, you get a feel for them, and they'll get a feel for you. And uh, you'll catch on to how, just by how they act towards you, what to pick um, to make them, you know, open to negotiation. And then from there, you uh, you go on to, uh, they'll, they'll ask for money or items or they want to hurt one of your yeah. party members, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that part's, that's my favorite part of the game. Um, there also is a, uh, you know, there's a story. It takes place about a th- three quarters of the way through the last game. Yeah. And it's from a different perspective where uh, you're actually, so the, the backstory is Tokyo um, is overrun by demons. Um, there was like a nuclear attack and because um, demons came onto Earth and uh, everyone's like, let's nuke Tokyo because that's where all the demons are. And uh, a hero and his demon kind of protected Tokyo with, yeah. Some kind of like rock formation. So R- Tokyo is buried underneath rubble. And the people that live there, they're called the unclean ones. They, uh, they, they just have to live with this life. They live underground in like subway tunnels and stuff because it's too dangerous. Um, but there are groups of hunters that uh, go out and they, they try to like clear things up and do runs and stuff like that. And you play as two uh, 15-year-olds who want to become hunters. And then you die. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> yeah, literally within the first like 15 minutes you die. Um, and uh, while you're in hell, that's a nice little. Seems cozy. What What do you expect? Brent, where you expect any 15 nice. year old to go? Right, <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's better than Toronto. Oh, oh um, well, while you're in hell, you uh, talk to a demon, and he brings you back, and you get new hey. cool green hair and cool green scars, oh, and man. you get your very own demon, and you get a cell phone that can capture demons, and it's all awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's what you expect from Shin Megami Tensei. Like, like I expect what I said um, earlier. Uh, there are some changes, uh, like certain attacks uh, can do different things when you have uh, certain status ailments. Yeah. Um, that's the extent of the differences I've noticed. I heard, I don't know if it's true, but I heard the negotiation process was different, so you can pick it up if you if it falls through. Mm. You can pick it up where you left off. I didn't notice at all. Uh, it seemed like it was what I had before. The big difference is uh, you get an extra person to come along with you. Uh, it was in the last game, too. Uh, you don't play as him. They, they it's a computer controlled person, yep. and they will either attack or heal or whatever. Um, you can actually uh, choose from different ones to to join you, and uh, they can complement your gameplay style. So for me, I stuck with the first person that came with me because uh, she focused on healing, and I use a lot of magic, so my healers sometimes can't heal because oh. uh, I like I go all in, like all in betting with house money you know yeah um and sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't but if there's a person there to help you heal it's a lot easier so yeah uh i gave it an eight and a half out of ten um i wish they changed a little bit more like make it more of a unique experience but at the same time it's an experience i loved still and I'm not gonna be experience. yeah i'm not gonna be putting it down anytime soon yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you been playing anything i have indeed been playing things i've been playing i have been stuck in the rut that is the new expansion to World of Warcraft Legion, oh <laughs> I have I have regained a newfound love for that game. Like, I have not been so invested in Warcraft since uh, Wrath of the Lich King came out. I am, any chance I get, I'm excited when I get to play this game. Like, <laughs> I am so amazed at what they did. The, the, the expansion's already begun, and there's just so much to do. Like, the biggest issue that WoW has had, and it's driven people away over the years, is... Um, it's a system called. It's a thing called content drought, where people feel like they have absolutely nothing to do in the game. And despite Blizzard's best efforts to put in 
content. It still feels like, you know, there's nothing sometimes. And this has been going on since the uh, Cataclysm. It started then and just continued through Cata into Mists of Pandaria and then again in Warlords of Draenor. So three expansions in a row where there was like, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff to do, but then in reality, it's just like you get burned out so fast on it because it's just, it feels so repetitive sometimes. Um, but this one, it seems like they've learned all those lessons and just like right from the get-go, it's like you have so much to do, like so much to prepare, prepare for. Um, the raid dungeons will be coming out soon. Um, so everyone's getting ready for that. Everyone's been like, everyone just seems so energized and ready to do this stuff. Like it's incredible seeing the world come alive again because like, like, servers are getting full again like it's getting it's getting to the point where there's like queue times again to get into servers like you like the the bigger servers obviously um like they're always going to be it was hard to get in sometimes but it's like it's impossible to get into some of them right now just because like you have to wait for like an hour to even get on that if your character is on it um so you better be on like a lower pop server or something like that but it's just and i don't know what it, it's just so refreshing seeing all this stuff like um the new system the new artifact weapon system they put in the game where um, you get to go for whatever class or rate for whatever class and specialization your class is. You get to go and claim like a legendary weapon from lore to use as your main weapon. So let's say you're a retribution paladin, you get to go use Ashbringer, which is like the prime paladin weapon used to slay undead. And it's understandable in the story why you're getting these weapons because at this point in like the WoW story, it's been following since level one. You know, you're the you're just a you're just a commoner who's out there, you know, killing some boars and stuff like that for the local townsfolk. The by the time you hit max level, you're this like supremely regarded champion throughout the lands who's killed numerous demons and old gods and things like that. You know, you just stopped evil so many times. So it's understandable that you're going to need the strongest weapons to take out um, arguably what is going to be the strongest foe for the end of this expansion, which should be the leader of the Burning Legion, which is demons, um, the leader Sargeras. But I don't know, again, if it works going to be facing him because obviously in terms of lore he's like one of the strongest things if not the strongest thing to fight but i could go on about this for an hour this is just, just <laughs> how my how refreshed i am in this game like no, it is just hear. it's so much fun to be like play this game and enjoy it once yeah again. Well, especially because like it felt like the the community in warcraft was uh it was, was kind of losing interest it was dwindling yeah it was dwindling, um, but man. it seems like people are legitimately excited with uh, oh god yeah. region that's good to hear but you know, we only have so much time to talk, and we've probably already gone over. Of course. So, thank you for listening, everyone. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. For more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at cgmagonline. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. And follow me at Jesse, that is J-E-S-S-E, J-J-L-24. And we are also on the tube of use YouTube, at cgmagonline. Uh, we have stuff up there. We're, we've been running these... Um, first 15 yes, uh, those people are doing people those. are clicking the hell out of those and you could be one of them if you subscribe yeah watch it we, we put up like, exclusive content and stuff like that you know? yeah you can like it you can comment on it and you can subscribe to it it's gonna be youtube does all of some those things. It's fun incredible. stuff yeah it's uh it's great and um you know we also have a magazine that's what the m stands for in cgm uh you can get a physical copy at your local chapters or indigo or if you go to your library you can pick it up there. We're in a lot of them. And if we're not there, what you do is you go up to your librarian and you say, listen here, listen here, you little scum. I want CG Magazine 
Yes, libraries are still a thing, people. Right now. Libraries are still a thing. Uh, now, if you want to do it a little more politely, probably. I think that would probably work a little bit better for of you. But you um, be nice All you have to do is just go up and request it, and uh, and I'm sure they'll do it for you. Um, I think you only it just needs one, I think. So if you if you go and ask, they'll, they'll get it for you. If not, get a couple of your friends to do it. Um, but if that's not your thing, you don't like killing trees, we have a digital magazine. You can get us at Magster Pocket Mags. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're in the 21st century. Yeah. We're digital. We're digital. Yeah. yeah. Take it on. Take it on your tablet or on your Kindle or whatever <laughs> or whatever you use to look at it. You know. Yeah. Next issue is um, uh, post-apocalyptic. No, not apocalyptic. Post uh, dystopian future. Dystopian That's it. futures. Uh, so I have a Endgame piece written about um, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, a game I feel like is very underappreciated. Good series. Um, Oddworld series. Yeah, and Shin Megami Tensei will be in there. I honestly, I only know what I've written. Uh, so <laughs> That's all that matters. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's some really good content it's in there. all that matters is what you put in there. Uh, you guys will love the cover. I don't know if we're allowed to announce it yet, but I'm just going to tease that a little bit for you. You're going to love it. You're going you're gonna to love it, kids. Uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.